G'day legends and welcome to Your Life of Impact, where we connect with world-class athletes and coaches, health experts and enthusiasts, inspiring entrepreneurs and community leaders, all to teach you how to tap into your inner excellence. I'm your host, Brett Robbo, and I'm extremely grateful you're joining us today on Your Impactful Journey. Scott Sunderland has a background as a construction worker and still runs a successful construction company in the US. He's also known as the Millionaire Mind Coach and the creator of the program called The Healing Blueprint. Change your mind, change your life. He's a genuine bloke and I connected with him deeply and I got a ton of value from this chat because Scott's on a mission to elevate the collective consciousness by showing people they hold the power within themselves to create the life they want. A little bit about his story. In 2001, Scott found himself going from a 35-year-old athletic father, husband, and business owner to lying in bed in hospital, literally paralyzed, unable to move, and the doctors knew there was a slim chance that he'd never walk again. Using visualization techniques over the course of a year, Scott was able to heal himself and walk out of that hospital. However, old limiting beliefs, past traumas, and disempowering mental habits came back to haunt him when, in 2012, he watched his best friend drown in front of his eyes. Blaming himself, he was broken once again, standing in a room on fire. Scott was faced with running through those flames to end up at the empowered life that he lives now. Today, he shows others how to run through their own flames to find freedom from their own minds and limitations in order to live a life of passion and purpose. In this episode, we discuss understanding limiting beliefs around relationships, money, and health, using breathwork to overcome unworthiness, guilt, and addictions, the power of visualization and other natural remedies to heal illness and disease, letting go of the emotion of loss, the power of your mind, overcoming limiting beliefs, how to incorporate breathwork and the law of attraction into your business and personal life for sustainable results. And Scott also dives deep into quantum physics. So if you start to get a bit lost, I challenge you to remain open-minded and listen without judgment because I also bring these deep quantum perspectives back to very simple terms and explain how my wife and I use these philosophies in our life with our family, our businesses, and our overall well-being. So if you get a little bit lost on the quantum physics bit, just stick with it because just know that I'll throw you a life raft of realistic implication afterwards. This episode was recorded back in July 2021. So when we're talking about certain world events, you can only imagine how much more elevated the fear and other factors are since July 2021 whenever you're listening to this. Before we dive in, just a reminder of the opportunities that you have to work with me this year. If you're a driven business owner or leader or manager and you're keen to take everything to the next level without the stress and burnout, my mission is to help you create sustained success through unbeatable mindsets, empowering inner tool belts, and with world-class coaching, accountability, and support so that you can thrive in your personal and professional life. Everything is done online with our connection over Zoom calls and if you have and you also have sorry a lifetime access 
to a library of resources to help you master your mind and elevate your results. So the ways that you can work with me, I have limited spaces every month for one-on-one clients. And this is for you if you're highly ambitious and dedicated and know that you thrive more with one-on-one accountability and support. So if this sounds like you and you don't want to miss out this year, please connect with me directly so I can share more details and we can jump on the phone and have a chat and help you create clarity of how this can support you. So you can email me on info at brettrobbo.com and title it something fun like, I'm ready to take it all to the next level or something like, bring it on, Robbo. (laughs) With my group coaching programs, I have a men's only program called The Breakthrough Program. And this is to help you break through your health, wealth, and relationship barriers to help you thrive in all areas of your life. I only run this three times per year and I'll be releasing the dates very soon. I also have a women's only program called Up Level, which I'll potentially run once during the year, depending on the interest. So if you're a driven woman and keen to put yourself first and up level in your health, wealth, and relationships, I need to hear from you. We had 10 women start the program last year and we had some amazing results for those who committed to the processes. So this year around, if we generate enough interest, the program will run. So I need to hear from you. You can email me also at info at I have a mastermind also for men only, which is full for this year, for 2022. So it won't be available again until the end of this year for a 2023 kickoff. And this is only available for men who have worked with me one-on-one or done the breakthrough program throughout the year. So regardless of which of these resonate with you, reach out and let me know so I can add you to the email list so you don't miss out, info at brettrobbo.com, or simply go to my website, brettrobbo.com, and there's a section there where you can send me a direct message. Or like I said, if you're an action taker and you want to get results now in the one-on-one coaching, let's connect ASAP before the monthly intakes fill up, info at brettrobbo.com. Okay, now let's hear from the legend himself, Scott Sunderland. Scott, welcome to Your Life of Impact. Well, Brett, thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. We are just talking off air that you're traveling around in an RV at the moment and you're super grateful for the freedom that you've got traveling around America where you guys live. We resonated on a few different levels and it was it was beautiful to hear. So I think I'm chatting to you in your RV. Is that right? Yeah, as you can tell by the lines from my, <laughs> you know, window shades. Yeah, with I am in uh in our RV where we've been gone for 3 months, almost 4 months, and today we're we're actually going to be stepping foot into our home. So, I'm kind of excited to get back to that, but it's been awesome. It's been a great journey. Brilliant. And when you say we, who is we? My wife and I am uh, my wife's name is M, and uh, and our dog, and and we've been, yeah, we've been traveling all over, all over the United States, North, South, you name it, we've been there, and uh, left in May, and just getting back today. So, brilliant, yeah, pretty excited. I love to hear that, and I was just saying too that we were doing the similar sort of thing around Sweden here recently. Actually, we've got uh, an old, very old school. It's an RV, I guess, but it's a smaller type one. But we travelled with two kids under two and a half, and it was wow. uh, yeah, it was pretty full on. I believe you've got kids, so if you can remember wow. back to those days, then uh, oh, it, 
yeah. Well, yeah. Between the two of us, we have five. So there yes, we go. understand all of those. So yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We said it was challenging. Uh, and some people said, yes, you're extreme. People with older kids said, yes, you're extremely brave. And we didn't realize what they meant until we we're uh, about a week yeah. into that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, ours is, um, it's a fifth wheel. It's a 37 foot fifth wheel and it's gorgeous. It's brand new. So we haven't had really any kind of struggle with the equipment. You know what I mean? Like no issue with that. And I'm a contractor anyway, by trade. So, but that has helped us a lot, but we only have a 35 pound dog. That that's the only <laughs> kit we have everything else, but Oh yeah, it's definitely, I, I could see that. That's a challenge with Yeah, the we sure. we learned a lot, we grew a lot from it. It, it brought yeah. gratitude to a whole new level, especially with uh the young one going through the the sleep regression stage and then the older mm. one stepping into the terrible twos stage. It was <laughs> it was a really good test for us as as coaches as we do and with our mindset work oh, and yeah. our emotional intelligence work to say, okay, it was like the universe said, here you go, you get it all at once. Good luck. Use every yeah, right. tool that you have in your I tool bet. belt here and lead yeah. by example. <laughs> yeah. So good. Uh, it was great. So, Scott, you are the creator of the Freedom Project. You're known as the Millionaire Mind Coach, and your key focus in life is to elevate the collective consciousness by showing people they hold the power within themselves to create the life that they want. You talk a lot about emotional intelligence and emotional agility with the work that you do. You talk a lot about heart space and meditation and mindfulness and mindset. And and you just mentioned it there before, you're also a construction worker and mm-hmm. you own, a, I believe, a large construction company working with what we call in Australia, uh, blokey blokes. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's one way to put it. How does, I'm really curious to hear, how does a blokey bloke like yourself working with other blokey blokes in the construction industry become a leader in the mindset and emotional intelligence coaching space? Well, I'll tell you what, as far as, um, I, I love that the blokey blokes, um, as far as like my guys, it is, um, it's a mutual, it's a respect, you know what I mean? It, guys are all about respect and, you know, I, I definitely have earned the respect of my guys. Um, but in a, in a, in my journey, so to speak of the things that I've had to overcome, you know, even just as a business owner for 35 years, it's been enough, but I've had to overcome tragedy and paralysis and, and, and a lot of things. So people, um, they really resonate with me because whatever they're dealing with, whether it's financial, whether it's health, whether it's loss, whether it, you know, it's an emotion, I've been through it. So I've come out on the other side. And as we were talking, you know, before, you know, before the show, it, it, I'm just so thankful and grateful for the life that I, that I'm able to live. And, and I realized that it really took all those things um, to, to go after that life, you know, to, to know that, you know, life's worth living and and to really find out what's out there. And, um, by doing it, by, by really going after it, it really shows you, it keeps showing up. You know what I mean? Like you, you step in and you think, wow, this is really great. And then all of a sudden more comes and then more comes. And it's just, it's just so fascinating 
watching people become, you know, what they've always wanted to become and live the life that they really, truly want to live. And when you say more of it comes and you mentioned their paralysis and tragedy, do you mind sharing with us these turning points in your life? Oh, yeah. In uh, 2001, this is really kind of where my whole world began. I, I was my spiritual world, I guess. So I owned my construction company since, oh, geez, I was 20, 20 years old, I started. And um, when I was 35, I was doing really well, but I was super stressed out. I had some really difficult projects. I was behind. I was you know, away from home. And all I kept thinking is, I just want all this to go away. I just want to lay in a bed, and I don't want the voices to keep coming of, you know, screaming at me. I don't want to worry about, you know, am I going to get paid? How am I going to pay the guys? All those things, which I think a lot of, a a lot of business owners go through that at one point uh, in their career. And it was a really, really tough time. And, and I remember thinking that I just want to go to bed. I just really, really want to go to bed. And about three months later, Um, I contracted an autoimmune disease that literally left me paralyzed for a year. I mean, when I say paralyzed, I mean, hundred percent eyelids, the whole thing could, you know, could barely talk, couldn't walk, had to learn to walk again, eat again, do all the things. And I remember, uh, laying in that bed in the beginning and thinking, you know what, you asked for this, you asked for it. And you kind of, you know, you got a little bit more than you were asking for, but, um, if you created this, then, then you can change it. And I just decided this isn't for me. And, um, and I just, just, I just went on, on the road in my mind of, okay, I'm j- I know what law of attraction is. Um, what you put in your mind shows up. So I'm not going to think about this. I'm going to, I'm just going to think about what I want. And I literally started from zero and started building the life that I live now, you know, the thing that's so interesting is I walked out of that hospital in a walker, but I walked out and, you know, totally, um, I was in a, I was in a hospital for about four months Okay, and to get to my full recovery took me about a year, probably about a year and a half, maybe a year and three months. And the thing that is so interesting about it, Brett, because I, I thought I, I was so grateful. I was angry because it happened and I was recovering from it financially. I mean, I, I went into so much debt. I mean, it was just, how do I get out of it? You know? And so financially and everything, it was really a difficult thing and, and, and trying to understand why, why, you know, there was no, um, reason for it. It was just an autoimmune disease that came on and shut me down. And after the next few years really were good. And then all of a sudden the old feelings started to come back. The business started to go back where it was. The pressure started to come on again. The stress started to come on again. It was like I weeded this beautiful garden and the weeds came back and uh, about 10 years later, I was walking down the beach with my best friend and my kids and beach collapsed underneath us and he drowned in front of me. And that watching somebody that you love 
um, lose, um, that shook me in, in, in a major way. First off, I, I blamed myself for it. For Sorry, that was death. your best friend that passed away, not your, yep. your, any of your kids. Uh, no, my best friend and my, you know, my kids, uh, survived. I, my daughter was on my back and, you know, we barely survived, but we were here. And, um, it was that, that really was the one that shook me. You know, it's one thing when you deal with yourself, <laughs> it's another thing when you, you feel that you have, it was this guilt. And that's really what it got down to. It's like, it's guilt. It's guilt that is running my life. It's guilt, guilt that I can't be good enough. Guilt that, um, you know, that for him, that I'm the cause that he's not here anymore. And I, I watched the whole thing and that really, really shook me. Um, and that's when I decided, listen, I, I'm, I made him a promise. I went down to that beach and then the next week, every day, and I made him a promise. I said, just forgive me, forgive me. And I will, I will leave, lead my greatest life. I will be great. And I will, I will help whoever I possibly can, but you just please have to come and forgive me. Whatever that looks like, whatever it is, please. Took a long time, took about four years, but I got it. I finally got that forgiveness and actually wrote a book about it uh, called Finding Ugly. And uh, the story there is my, our nickname for each other was Ugly. Okay. So when he would call me, hey, Ugly, how you, you, know, how you doing and all. And, um, for four years, I searched for that forgiveness from him. But in reality, I was only looking for the forgiveness, you know, for myself. And that came in a moment in a meditation at a meditation workshop. And from that moment, I was free. And still, you know, you still always have those feelings there. It's, it's like the default operating system. And my default operating self system was unworthiness and guilt. And, uh, still there, but you, you work with it in a different way. And that's really what I help people, you know, understand that, you know, why it comes and why you have to deal with it and how to release it and how to change it. That's the whole thing. Thank you for, for sharing that. And I'm really sorry to hear about your friend there and, and what an experience to have to go through, um, yeah, it, it it shakes me just to listen to that and imagine you and your family on the beach there too. I I imagine it's impacted your kids' lives as well. Yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely in both ways. You know, really, really difficult um, because we were really a big family, and you know, his kids lost him, and there was a lot of you know, as a guy. And being so close, you know, you, you have the thoughts of, for me, it was, well, obviously they're thinking they wish it was me instead of him. So you live with that one, you know, and, um, they're, you know, his kids are brother and sisters to my kids. So mm. it, it really was difficult to be around them. <laughs> it really was hard to even see them anymore after that, because I felt so much guilt 
because I, I just blame myself. He was behind me. I, he walked in where I walked. And if I didn't go that way, you know, all the things that we say to ourselves, if I didn't go that way, then he would be alive. And, um, you know, we just, we just beat the hell out of ourselves. And that's what the mind's job is to do is to get the body to feel and it's going to use whatever it can. And that's, that's what it used for me. So it was overcoming that. And that's, that's not an easy thing. Survivor's guilt is really, really difficult because again, who do you reach out to? You know what I mean? It's, it's difficult to go to a doctor or a psychologist or anybody because, you know, they, they have never experienced it. And that's what I wanted. I wanted somebody that experienced this. Please show me, tell me, how do I let this go? You were involved in a situation like this. Well, that's difficult to find. And again, that's why it's, it's so, such a passion for me to help people understand that, you know, to get, to get past that and to, you do deserve, no matter what it is, you know, physical, emotional, whatever the healing is, it, you do deserve to live a life because you are, you are the God, you are the God. And you said it took you four years and it came to you in a meditation. What was that experience that you had? Uh, wow. It was, you know, I was just having a conversation with somebody, um, that, you know, they were going through some physical conditions. I help people with healing and, um, a lot millionaire mindset really is just, it has nothing to do with money. Mm -hmm. It has everything to do with living your best life. Right. And, I was I was having this conversation with this person and they were saying I don't know how you did it and I, and I you know because I just can't get there and I and I said I was in a room on fire. And when you were on a, in a room on fire it's different than being in a room that you know that has a fire. Mm. My room was burning and I didn't have a choice to try to put the fire out. I didn't have a choice of I had to run through the flames, find a door and get out. And it was that pressure. It was, it, I had no other choice. And I went looking and I heard, uh, I always had followed Tony Robbins even before I was paralyzed. That's what, you know, another thing. It's like, man, I believed in all of this stuff and, sure, and man. this is where it led me seriously. <laughs> but, you know, Deepak Chopra, Dr. Wayne Dyer, I mean, oh, it, Joe Dispenza. Uh, and that's what turned me on. I watched, um, I watched what the bleep do we know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, Fred Allen Wolf, he's, he's a nut. I love him. And, uh, I watched him, but then I saw this guy, Dr. Joe, and I just thought this is his story is my story. He was paralyzed. He, mm. he rebuilt himself. That's my story. I relate to this guy. And fi- I went to a workshop, he came to Philadelphia. And that's where, you know, I am, you know, from, and, um, I went and I remember, and, and actually know him pretty well. And it's cause I've been to a lot of workshops. So, um, I swear he said, you know, listen, we're going to do this meditation and I'm telling you, it's going to, it's going to shake stuff up. And I'm like, Oh, okay. All right, cool. I'm ready to shake some stuff up. Hmm. And man, it was like a lion inside of me. And mm. I couldn't hold it back. And I swear, I thought, 
you know, limbs were going to be, you know, displaced. Honestly, I thought my shoulders were going to dislocate. It was so much energy and power inside of my body. And then finally it was like a zit, it just popped me out. And Mm -hmm. I went, you know, out of body, whatever you want to call it. And, um, it was, I was like, wow. And that was it. Chase that energy. Right. And it's like, man, I don't care what it costs. I'm going, I'm doing it again and again and again and again. Mm -hmm. And, through all that time, just more releasing a lot of, a lot of tears, lots and lots and lots of tears of meditation. Didn't know where they were coming from. They were just coming. Mm. And, uh, finally I was in a meditation in Cancun, Mexico. And all of a sudden this best way I can describe it is a figure stood in front of me and I was walking towards it and it turned around and it was him. And he just, he literally walked into me and the vision is like incredibly real. And it's this voice said, it's never been me. It's always been you because I am you. You're looking for the forgiveness from the wrong person. Mm. You have to forgive yourself and finding ugly. I was looking for the wrong one. Mm. I was looking for his forgiveness when all along it's like, you know, seriously, dude, I mean, what do you need from me? It's, it's you, you're, you're the problem. You're the change. You know this. So, so go get it, go find it, go find what you're looking for and just do it. Be happy, be free, live. And I got the message. (laughs) I got the message that time. That's for sure. And since then, it's just been, it's that, it is the perfect day every day. You know what I mean? You just mm-hmm. become so grateful for everything, even even the shitty stuff, you know? Not as easy, but yeah, you can get there. No, I'm hearing you. All the listeners of this show know that I've experienced major adversity in my life with um, my best friends being my grandparents. They were, they were murdered by their own son in their own home. Oh, wow. And um, mm. yeah, deep emotional journeys that I, I resonate with you as you as you speak about a lot of that. And to go through processes, I think we all find uh, our way through grief at at different speeds for different reasons. And we find Mm -hmm. different mentors and different books and different resources. And I wasn't exposed until Joe Dispenza until a long time after, but massive fan of his work. I just love that Mm -hmm. he can help people literally transform their lives like what yourself and reverse illness, reverse disease Mm -hmm. that they say isn't reversible. Uh, I don't care what anyone says. He's He's just proving it over and over and over again. So... Uh, for you to live through that. That's really empowering. I want to talk about the guilt and the unworthiness. And I also want to go back to your autoimmune disease, but just first, just curiosity with the Joe Dispenza work that brought a lot of stuff up that shook it up. Was there any of that breathing work that where he does the, where you're bringing the cerebrospinal fluid through and mm-hmm. doing the constriction, the contraction and release? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was, that was um, the going out of body. That's mm. where that would come from. And so that was the one that you did the first time when you first felt that experience. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And once you feel it, the chase begins, right? (laughs) You start chasing it. It's like, Oh man, I got to get back there. I got to do that again. Mm. And it's when you least expect it, it shows up because when you're trying, it's just not, doesn't work. And, um, we, I, 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 I met my wife at a workshop. And, um, it was, 
I, I she'll tell you the same thing. I built her. I know I did. I, I built this woman and it is. What do you mean by that? She's just the perfect version of, of what I've always wanted. Mm. And I was in a, you know, 30 year marriage, long, long relationship and people change that event, both events, honestly, um, impacted a lot, you know, and you forget who you are and that affects the relationship. And I came home from a workshop and I said, listen, I got to go. I got to go. I got to find out who I am. I, I, I don't know who I am anymore. And who lives in this house? I don't want to be that person anymore. I can't. I can't be that person. And really a difficult thing to do. Very, very difficult thing to do. And I did. And then as soon as I walked out that door, I, I never looked back. And it was like, I don't care where this leads me. I, I have to find out who I am. I really have to uncover what this, what this all is all about. And I, I met Em at uh, a workshop and it was, it was kind of magic right away. We knew right away. Um, it was pretty amazing, but I would, I would build her in my mind. I, um, I love the ocean. I love water. And I have a boat and I would go out on my boat and I would, my friends would come out with their wives and my, my wife at the time, nothing to do with water. She was scared to death of it, obviously for, you know, for obvious reasons. And for me, it was kind of like coming home, I guess, almost coming home to him too. So it's very therapeutic for me. Mm. The further out I could go, the better. And I would go a hundred miles offshore and fish, but didn't care about the fishing. I just wanted to Mm. be out there. And, um, I started to, you know, look at uh, boating forums and there was this one thread that I was always watching. It had hundreds of pages of guys in Florida, usually in Florida, with their girlfriends or wives on the boat. And I would just look at these pictures and I'd be so enthralled by it. I'd be so, God, that's just what I want to watch a sunset, to just be a part of that. I wasn't expecting anything of it. I, you know what I mean? I wasn't. But I was programming my brain. Now I know Mm. that's exactly what I was doing. And when this person shows up, it's like every single thing that I love, she loves. And it really is the most magical, magical story. And that is, she'll say the same thing. She built me. She wrote me down in a journal. And she, she was married the whole thing in an abusive relationship, the whole deal. And she just kept saying, he's going to get better. And then it changed from his name to him. You know, instead of using his name, she just started using him and he's going to love this work, you know, uh, Dr. Joe's work and Mm. and the work of self-healing and all. And I showed up. So it really is, it, it really is just so simple but yet we complicate it so much. And, you know, you bring up Dr. Joe and, and what he has done for people. People have, people have to take it. You can't heal anybody. You only can heal yourself. Mm. You can't make your, you know, you, it's, it's your life. So if you sit there and you tell the story over and over again of why you can't, then you won't. 
But if you start changing your thinking, the base thinking, if you really start understanding, number one, who you are. And what I mean by who you really are is when I was laying in that bed, unable to move, I would watch people come in and out of my room and I would think, what is it that I was once connected to that I am not connected to anymore? Because that's not Scott. Scott's here. Scott's thinking, how am I going to get out of this? Scott's thinking, you know, how am I even going to eat again, let alone, you know, walk again, talk again. And my mind would go, but my body was dead. And it would be like, so what is it that I had that this connection is now gone? And I realized it was, it was God. It was the universe. I am God. I am the universe. And we all are, we're just all energy. And that is really what it comes down to more than anything is energy. So that's what breath work is, mm. is, is the insertion of energy into your body. So when you talk about like a stagnant pond, there's no inlet, no water coming in, no water coming out. That water just sits in the sun and it just becomes stagnant and toxic and algae everywhere. Nothing can, nothing can live in it. And that's really what our bodies become with the thoughts that we think, with the cultures that we live in, the environments we live in. Breathwork really is putting a, a stream and rerouting it to flush out that stagnant pond. First, you got to get the old stagnant water out. So there has to be an outlet mm. and then there has to be an inlet. So new fresh water or energy can energize your body. And, you know, listen, again, I can, you know, carpenters that work for union carpenters that work for me and, you know, um, men, man, manly men. And it's blokey like, well, blokes. Yeah. Blokey blokes. <laughs> and it's like, well, I know how to breathe. I'm like, no, you don't. Mm. Trust me, you don't. Not this way. And that really is, was such a huge turning point for me and, and, and them. Um, we started recording. Well, I, I say we, she started to record all her own meditations and breath work so we could use. And then now she has, you know, an incredible following of people that just use her breath work. So you're talking you know, about Am your wife? My wife, yeah. Yeah, okay, beautiful, awesome. We'll have to get that linked up in the show notes for sure because that's what I do and teach. And as you're saying that, I've got visions of when I've had construction owners and workers in their work boots, in their work gear, lying on my floor because they've yeah. come in during a break to do some breath work with me, doing certain breath work and and to see their breakthroughs with it, it's it's awesome. So it's oh, really great. cool to, to hear you connect those yeah. dots. I love that. And whether people know it or not, and especially I think men, we probably don't know it as much around that guilt and unworthiness. How else mm. might that kind of show up for, for guys that um, that we might be kind of masking in terms of just pursuing success, um, mm. ignoring the signs and the symptoms, but that guilt and unworthiness because they're quite disempowering emotions. That's not that we're, oh. there's anything wrong with us. That we right. often talk about, you know, emotions, they come and go like waves of the ocean. They're all valid. They're all either a warning signal or, a you know, the green light or the red light. It means, you know, it means we're human. But for guys, we might not put that terminology to guilt and unworthiness to it. How how else might it be showing up in our lives without us realizing? Well, you know, you know, going back to that bed and and realizing that it was it was 
the energy I was in, you know what I mean? It was that such a dense, dense emotion, guilt and unworthiness. So, and we learned that, that, you know, emotion in our first seven years of life, right? So it becomes an addiction because that creates chemicals that run through your body. And that's how your mind, your mind's job is to get the body to feel. So that's what it's going to use. We think that when it is the events in our lives that create the feelings that we feel. But if you really look at what law of attraction is, what quantum physics is, it is the study of energy, the study of the thoughts and how the mind works. You very quickly start to summarize that it is, it is not that way. It is the actual feelings that we are addicted to that create the illusion or the events or the environment in which we live. So for example, um, and that addiction can be to the negative ones too, right? So, oh, a hundred percent. Like, I'm, oh, and it, it it usually is the strongest ones, and without no knowing why, because I I'm addicted to gratitude and optimism, and I choose that based on knowing the information that you're sharing yep. with us now. But lots of us go through life with being addicted to the disempowering oh, yeah. emotions and energetic conditions, and therefore the disempowering chemicals that will manifest as autoimmune diseases or emotional trauma. Yep. So sorry, continue, just sort of creating no, clarity it, for it, people it, as they listen. It, <laughs> it is so, it's so true. Just what you said. It's, you know, it was uh, one night I was laying in when I was in the hospital bed and um, I just woke up and it was like somebody was talking to me middle of the night. And it was like this voice that just came and said, what if the world that you think exists in only exists in you? What if it really is all just an illusion and your eyes are not looking outside of you when you, what you think you're looking at outside of you is actually just looking back into your mind. It's the opposite. <laughs> so when your eyes are closed, that's the real outside world, darkness, the field open. There's nothing there. It's just darkness. But when your eyes are open, it's the Truman show. It's mm. you're creating this, this vision this illusion. And it just doesn't stop with, you know, vision with what you see. It's what you hear. It's what you feel. It's what you taste. It's all senses. Mm. How would you ever know if it's real or not? How would you ever know? And to, and then I started to really think, and I used to, you know, I, I've been saying this for 20 years and I would say this to my kids all the time. How do you know your color blue is my color blue? I cannot see through your eyes. That I know. I cannot see through your eyes. You think you're looking at the same thing as me, but when you say, oh, look at that blue cart, does in a nanosecond, does that energy shoot through my brain and suddenly I see the color of what blue is to me? I see my idea of what a car is to me. It doesn't mean that it's there physically. It means that it's there in my mind. And that is really the basis of what quantum physics is. So maybe it is the feelings that are creating the events in our lives. So I had this, um, I had a sister-in-law who had a difficult childhood with her father. Um, good guy, but she just had a difficult time with him, ran away a couple times and just didn't like him so much. And she would complain about him. Years later, she met a guy, she's getting married. I show up at the wedding 
very, you know, low key wedding at one of the sister's house. The father shows up in a black leather vest, white button down shirt, black jeans, black belt and black leather shoes. The husband, the man she's marrying, shows up in a black leather vest, white button down shirt, black leather, black leather belt, black jeans and the same exact black leather shoes. She marries her father. She married her father because now people would say, well, why do I keep attracting the same men? Because that's where your attention's going. That's exactly where your mm. attention's going. And that's where the brilliance of, you know, with Dr. Joe and all these other teachers, there is so many teachers now, scientists that mm. have said, listen, guys, we just don't know. We don't know if this is real. I'll yeah. be honest. It's not, but I have to sit here and try to find the proof that this is all real, we can't. We mm. can't find the proof that it's real. So maybe we have just been believing the wrong thing all along. But if you're creating the reality, then you are solely living the reality that you see, hear, taste, and touch. It's solely yours. So I'm in an RV right now. You're just a little ball of energy that I say, well, this is Brett. And he's He's interviewing me right now. I'm on his show, but you're just energy. You are just what I believe you are. And then that just allows the story. It allows the play. It allows the movie. I'm just a character playing in it. Jim Carrey says that. And I love it. I think yeah. it's one of the most brilliant things ever. We're just characters. And I really do believe we are just characters. And it really becomes down. It really comes down to choice. Do I want to live this or do I want to live that? And, and it, I think that's a, a really good way to sort of come back to that is so people are listening uh, that might be a little bit lost in this. Let me just keep bring it to a real simple kind of saying where my wife and I say this all the time where it's not um, think outside the box. The response to that is what box? So you yeah. say don't let anything limit you. You only limit yourself and it's what you expose yourself to and everything. And I love everything that you're saying. It's really easy to get lost in the quantum physics. Yeah. If we come back to simplicity and that's what often, um, you know, let me put it in another really easy context for people to understand. So we're in Sweden. Uh, we can't get back to Australia. We probably can, but it would take time. It would take effort. It would cost us mm. a lot of money. We don't actually mm -hmm. want to be there because there's lockdowns and it's not Australia mm -hmm. anymore. So we decided, all right, let's move to Spain for a few months. We'll come mm -hmm. back to Sweden when all the snow has fallen. So we'll, we'll miss out on the shitty months. Mm -hmm. We'll do the winter and then we'll choose where we want to go next and what we want to do. Like we're literally designing our life and we've yes. done this for years with visions yes. in mind of what if we weren't employed? What if we could live anywhere in the world, impact people's lives significantly, raise a family and then... What if they don't go to school, but they're high, way more educated than we ever were um, mm. because they get educated by the world and mentors and environments and things like that? Like we're just, mm. we, we, we love that kind of stuff. So I just think that, and we operate in the space like what you're talking about. So for people who are thinking, oh, I got a bit lost there. I don't know what he's talking about. It comes back to that simplicity of you really are only limited by the limitations you put on yourself and being very mindful of where those limitations come from. Is it your partner? So you were limited by that yeah. environment. You chose to remove yourself from that. Yeah. Is it your work environment? Is it watching the freaking news and being drowned yeah. by all the negativity that is just shoved down your throat? Is it, what is it? And then how do you make those changes? And like you said before, often we're, make, we're thinking about what's the physical thing I need to change? Well, the physical thing will change when you change your internal thought dynamics. 
understanding that our thoughts, our feelings, and our um, actions are all aligned, what if we start with the thinking process? You, I, I sit here listening to you talk, and I'm like, holy shit, I am lucky, and I don't use this word very often, I'm lucky to be able to speak to you. I don't think you're the lucky one. With everything mm. that you've been through, I'm lucky to be able to speak to you. You were paralyzed, mm. and that paralysis and a lot of autoimmune diseases will be the last of people. Because they don't have the ability to recontrol their mind. So their body mm-hmm. shuts down. Their mind doesn't shut down. Like you said, your mind was fine. You were laying there. You could not mm-hmm. move, but your mind was fine. So you mm-hmm. had that ability to take the next step from that space. And then when you lost your friend years later, and I'm sure there's been many, many other challenges too. So they're just a couple of big ones that really just that opportunity. Like I was saying before, living in the our little RV with the two kids, the universe just says, all right, here you go, bang. What are you going to do about it? Here's the next challenge. And I I always say that to people. Don't wait for the tsunami in your life before you think, oh, shit, I need to do something to Mm -hmm. improve my life. Live it the way that you do every day where yesterday you're just extremely grateful for every every breath that you can take and living the life and traveling around and things like that and manifesting it in your mind of how do I really want to live? Let's do that. Let's be that first. That's that whole thing of let's make our to-be list Yes. Which will lead to our to-do list because once we yep. know who to be, our genuine best selves and operating from that space, the actions take care of themselves. Yeah. It's writing the book before you live it. So you are, you are writing the page the day before you read it. And like, you know, that's what, I'll, that's what I really try to help people understand. And, and, and you said it. It really is. It's so simple. But yet we make it so complicated because everything around us is so complicated, mm. you know, and it is, you know, you sleep there, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're fast asleep and you're dreaming away and, but your heart's still beating, you know, you're, you're snoring away, there's slobber coming out of your mouth. I mean, it's a, it's a shit show, right? But there is so much going on in your body and who's doing it? Brett's asleep. He's, he's gone. So what is doing that? Your heartbeats, you know, however many times a minute, you know, for blood pumping through, you know, 12,000 miles of, of veins and arteries and capillaries. There's trillions of cells all talking to each other, all talking to each other. And, you know, trillions dying, trillions, you know, being born. And it's just, it is a magical, impossible thing that is all happening just to see out of your eyes is just has science baffled. How does this even work? Can't figure it out. We, we keep getting the measurement devices better and better and better. And the more we develop them, the more we realize, the more we don't understand, the more we can't understand. That's the science of it. But yet you're creating the science. Because again, if it's all your perception, what you take in is what you perceive. So when I laid the big story was people would always ask me now, especially um, with, you know, I, I, I've just developed a new course called The Healing Blueprint. And my passion in this world is to really help people understand that just because some doctor is standing in front of you and he gives you a diagnosis doesn't mean that's it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that's it. And I have worked with a man who has been living, actually living in a wheelchair for the last 20 years and, and has been diagnosed with MS. And 
you know, he said to me one day, the big one was, he said, you know what? I realized that in all of this, that this is not a physical disease. It's an emotional one. I know I put myself in this wheelchair. And then the second one was, you know what? It really is about diagnosis. You were diagnosed with this thing. And they said, hey, we treat it like the cold here and you're going to walk out. Where I had a diagnosis of, or, you know, the, the um, Jim who lives in a wheelchair, of you have MS and you will never walk again. Mm. So where is that? If we take somebody who we find out has cancer and we tell them, listen, it's just you have this cancer, but oh, it's so curable. This has been cured so many different times mm. and you don't need to do chemo. You don't need to do anything. I'm just going to put you on these vitamins and then the vitamins are nothing. They're just sugar. And they believe it. They internalize it. And suddenly they cure themselves of cancer because there was actual an actual documented case of a, I think he was a farmer. He's a real simple guy. Doesn't feel well for a really long time. He goes to the doctor finally. And the doctor says, listen, I am very sorry to tell you, but you have a very aggressive cancer. And it has been too far gone because you ignored it. And I'm just here to tell you, you have about three months to live. So he goes home, gets his affairs in order. Three months, almost to the day, he dies. They do an autopsy. No cancer. He didn't die from cancer. He He died from the thought of cancer. So again, we're, we're out, you know, in the medical world is looking for all the answers for all the things, you know, because every, we want those answers. We want to know, how do I fix this? You're a doctor, you've seen this, but they're only seeing what they're diagnosing. Mm. So if they come to me and they say, Scott, you're never going to walk again. I could have very easily never walked again, but because somebody came to me and said, don't worry about it. You're going to be fine. I walked out of that hospital. And then the one thing when I, with my rehab doctor, we became very, very good friends because they're your life. They're your Mm. lifeline. Just as I was starting to come out and getting my mobility back and my arms were moving again, still very weak, but I said to him, okay, so tell me, where am I at? You know, um, a one being no problem at all, all good, 10, um, never, you know, just the worst you've ever seen, the worst case you've ever seen. And I'm thinking he's going to tell me, you know, five, something like that. And he says eight and a half. <laughs> and it, it, sh- it really sent shivers through me. I said, an eight and a half. I said, what's a 10? Ten? 10s don't make it. I said, what's a nine? Nines never get out of bed. And I said, I said, seriously, he says, yeah, I said, I was that close. And he goes, oh, yeah. You were that close. But I didn't want to tell you that, obviously. I didn't want to put a mirror in front of you. I didn't want you to see. I didn't want to see who you were. And that really, thank God I was on the way up. And that's really when it started to dawn on me. It's like, oh my God, it, is this, if I would have started thinking about that, you know, the moment I came in, and if he would have told me, all right, you're an eight and a half, a nine doesn't get out of bed. Would my everyday moment thought process be of, oh my God, I might not never walk again. And if I'm feeding the computer with that, is that the program I'm going to get out? If I'm writing the page with that thought of, I may never walk again. Is that what I'm going to read? 
So I stared at this picture that was on my wall of me standing on at a ski resort, Alta uh, ski resort in, in uh, Utah. And it was heaven to me. I loved it. And it's, this picture was taken just really months before. And I remember staring at it thinking, this is my getaway. This is where I can just become the picture again. I, I have this memory. And I would stare at this picture. My eyes would roll up into my head because my eyelids didn't work. And I would see the picture in my mind. And then I would open them and see the picture, close them, see the picture in my mind. And 15 years later, I stood on that same exact spot on that same mountain at the top of that lift and bawling my eyes out because I knew I created it. I created the picture in my mind and here I am standing on it. And is it really, the question is, is it really that simple? And we have just made everything so goddamn difficult. We just fall into these, these lives that we think are real and, and, and news stories that are real and, you know, pandemics that are real, or are we creating them in our own little experience? Yeah, I, I like that. And going back to what you're talking there with diagnoses too, and, and understanding the connection. Uh, and I think it's really important to, to point out way back to your autoimmune disease, you said right at the beginning that you're really stressed out and there was lots of pressure, pressure, lots of stress, big business, pushing, striving. You were probably earning really good money, but lots of stress. And then you said, mm-hmm. and bang, an autoimmune disease kicked in. You know, I think it's um, it's very well known now that it, these autoimmune diseases, quote unquote autoimmune, are, you know, we cause them ourselves through yep. as human beings through these stress responses that you're very, very aware of and what you're talking about. And I've actually got a the guy that's done my programs and he's now in my mastermind group and uh, he realized that he had done that to himself and um, caused bone cancer and mm. Um, mm. went through his remission, refusing uh, to, without telling the doctors, refusing to take the, the medication that they gave him and did the work and reversed wow. it. And when he went back wow. months later and they said, wow, you know, the medications obviously worked, you've done well. And he said, yeah, I didn't touch it. And they they freaked out and said you're crazy. You could have killed yourself. And he's like, I'm. I just cured wow. what you diagnosed with me yeah. as cancer. Like I didn't touch the medication. So, you know. So yeah, there's an experience in itself. And we've had you know a good mate and uh, mentor of mine on the podcast, Maddie Elliott. For the Aussies would know him, and and he talks about in in his experience, he was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, and and he's done Joe's work as well, and good mates with Deepak Chopra and did the work and just reversed it and realized, oh shit, yeah, I caused this and yep. I changed it. So I think it's it's beautiful to hear guys like yourself having gone through the shit and knowing that you caused the shit. Most of the guys that I work with are really driven to succeed in their business or career yes. as business owners and business leaders. And I think that's awesome. You know, I come from high performance sport and, and results are great, but not mm. when they come at the expense of your personal well-being at the expense yep. of relationships, at the expense of communities, at the expense of environment or whatever it might be. It's it's succeeding and smashing your goals and visions and living healthy, happy, mm. loving, joyful mm-hmm. relationships and, and for yourself as well. So, you know, I think for everyone listening, it's just everything that I keep hearing you say is that, you know, it... 
we are the creators, whether we know it or not. So to know this now and getting to choose our thoughts, our breathing patterns, our environments, our relationships, it's, you know, some of us, some people don't get to walk out of that hospital like you did. And some people mm-hmm. are in a different situation after an adversity. So, you know, you're the the living, breathing example and and shining that light. And I, it's just, I just hope that everyone listening can really understand what you, why you're here and, and your purpose behind the work that you do. Mm. Oh, thank you so much for all of that. And it, it really is, I mean, just think of the implementation implementation oh boy i can't say that just think of the result uh, if we could really understand what healing is and you know that this this new course that i put together um is i mean listen i'm a builder and that's what mm-hmm. i do really well i've done it all my life i mean you give me a blueprint and it's just a flat piece of paper i turn that into a building and mm-hmm. i built you know, I mean, every single thing you can possibly imagine from retail stores to restaurants to, you know, office buildings to apartment buildings. And, and it, it really dawned on me, this is what we need. We need a blueprint. And instead of standing in front of a doctor who is, you know, 50 pounds overweight telling you, which my doctor told me, you know what? I think you, your cholesterol is a little high and you need to get into the gym. And I'm like, dude, I'm 200 pounds. You're, um, you're pushing 300. You're going to tell me, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I should be telling you what I'm doing. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it just, even then dawned on me, it was like, why, why are we listening to people that are just, and, and not to put any doctors or anything out, but not at all. It's just an understanding of what our minds can do. And we have all this research now. We have all this science now that says that you can heal yourself. Why are we still diagnosing? Why, why can't we do really look at this further and further and further? And Dr. Joe would say, listen, he would have he would have doctors protesting like, you know, and be like, listen, it doesn't lie. Here's our mm. results. It doesn't lie. This woman came to this workshop. She had cancer. When she went home, she got a scan. She didn't have cancer or the tumor shrunk by 50% or these are hard results. But in the and, thousands too, right? Results like oh, that with thousands, of, thousands oh, of people. And I think, I think honestly, Brett, more people, more people are coming out and they're saying they're they're talking about their healings. They're talking mm. about it because I think a lot of people would judge them. Number one, listen, it's scared. You know, when I first, you know, healed, walked out and, and you know, healed myself. I don't even like saying that. But, you know, I, I went back to, you know, being fully functional. Um, you know, I, I would go around and talk to talk to other people who were in the same position. And it really freaked me out because at first they thought like, oh, well, what's wrong with you that you were able to do this? And second, are, are you scared that it's going to come back? And I, I was getting pulled into their fear and I'm mm. like, whoa, I can't do this. I, I can't do this. I can't subject myself to this. So it really is understanding that and and for people to show up and say listen i healed myself from this you heal yourself from the cold but suddenly and you heal yourself from the flu but suddenly there's this new thing that's out there that is going to 
take you down and it is highly contagious and it could decimate the world. And if that is everywhere, everything you look at, the news, billboards, anywhere, obviously that's going to leak into your subconscious. And obviously you are writing the story of what this thing is going to do. And I got to be honest, I have paid no attention to this at all. I don't watch the news. I lived, I moved to Florida. I just lived a great life, even during lockdown. Went out on boats, was out in the water, was in the sunshine, didn't wear masks. I'll be honest. I'm straight up honest. I really didn't wear masks anywhere, only when I went to the grocery store. And honestly, the only reason I did that is so other people would feel better, but never felt anything. And yet, all the friends that I had were so scared of getting it, got it. Mm. They all got it. And I'm like, is it the fear? And I said, this is just the perfect example of what's going on. Let's just live in fear. And if we live in fear, it will control us. And fear, think the things that we are so scared of happening will show up for us because that's what we're programming into the ultimate computer, your brain, your body, who you are. It's the, and it does go, it does go really deep. And I know, trust me, because my whole slogan, my whole thing that I have said for the last 20 years is, it's just all inside you. Everything you live, everything you experience, everything you see is just all inside you. Your eyes are just looking back inside your head. And I have gotten it more and more. Scott, what the hell are you talking about? Because <laughs> I know it sounds crazy. And how do you even wrap your head around it? But it is honestly the simplest thing that you can possibly think of. You are just staring at a movie screen and you are the creator. Your thoughts create that movie screen. And that is, I believe that is truly what we are doing. And the research that I've done, I've done hundreds of interviews with people that have either healed or or have created a condition. And one stands out that I just had a conversation with her just a, a, a few weeks ago where she suffers with MS. And she said, when I told her my story, she's like, oh my God, I know the moment that I asked for this to come. And she told me, she goes, I, I was scheduled to put on this huge beauty pageant and show. And I was so stressed out because nothing was coming together. Everything was a mess. The show was coming up in a week. Nothing. I wasn't prepared. Thousands of tickets had been sold. And I'm thinking, how can I get out of this? Well, if I can get admitted to the hospital, nobody can blame me. And she said, that's when I started to have the symptoms of MS. And she'd been suffering with it for the last 10 years. So she asked for it. So what are we asking for? What are we always asking for? It's a crazy, crazy concept. And um, for anyone who's been triggered by that, uh, just just be open-minded and reflect on it a little bit differently because what Scott's putting forward here is no blame. It's you hear me talk a lot about taking radical responsibility for our thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And this is this is exactly why. So uh it's it, it, for a lot of people listening, they'd be just nodding their head going, Yep, I get it. For some people they'd be thinking, what the hell? And that's okay. <laughs> that's so I mean. 
hopefully yeah. we've we've shaken the tree in different ways for different yeah. reasons. And and you know, yeah. talking about that fear, you talk about looking at the movie screen, you get to create your movie. How fucking cool is that? Just for everyone listening, and that's the 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 reality of it. Even you know, even with whatever we're experiencing physically, mentally, emotionally, um, within those challenges, and and that fear bubble that you speak of is you know it's real. And I resonate with you so much because mm. we have exactly the same. Uh, philosophies and concepts and the way that we've lived through all this pandemic just bullshit really um but it's the the reality is that it's you know that's the the world that has been created and um from a physical perspective for those that are living inside the the fear bubble and reacting to and being dictated by fear from you know political and financial um institutions that just fuel the fear even more so you know it, it comes without saying that we for everyone listening that Scott and I have zero judgment of the way that people are living mm-hmm. that way. And like you said, you know, a lot of your friends lived in the fear and probably made choices around a jab and, you know, and people getting getting the 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 virus even through the fear and doing the lockdowns and, you know, all the unhealthy things that they've been told are healthy and all of those kind of things. So uh, the the reality is that whatever has happened to anyone through this experience, wherever you're at right now listening to this, I think even more so again, like take Scott's life experiences and and utilize that right now if you've been if you've lost your business because of the lockdowns in australia if you've lost relationships if you're one of the you know if you've lost friends who have committed suicide unfortunately scott the the rates of mental illness and suicide in australia are just skyrocketing because of the bullshit lockdown rules that they're throwing in and uh yeah or you know if you've if you've been locked inside and haven't got the vitamin d and you uh, yeah. or you know you've had something else in put into your body that's destroyed your immune system then um just know that there is ways that you can heal and and yep. you can be inspired by stories like what what scott has shared with him. and i think that's absolutely amazing and um this healing group blueprint sounds like it's something that is absolutely necessary uh and I, i've been saying for a long time scott anyone who works with human beings will never run out of work and the more yeah, that we see this pandemic just it's escalate so and, all, and all everything that's forcing yeah. on the you know this healing blueprint will it's it's needed now more than ever and and the future of these yeah all these decisions is um that you know human health is is declining because of all this so and not because yeah. of the virus it's because of all the, the yes. decisions that are being made around that so mate the the healing blueprint is is needed now more than ever but I, I imagine in a couple of years time it's going to be the thing that uh that people will really be in need of whether they know it or yeah. not so credit to you i'm gonna i'm gonna check it out i'm gonna put it in the the show notes and everything and uh definitely ask people to check that out and i like the blueprint aspect that you were saying from a construction worker perspective you know where you can take a piece of paper and you can create amazing yeah. constructions from that and so funny listening to you talk today and us not, never connecting before. There's so many things I think, yep, that's why we connected. You know, the Joe yep. Dispenser and your philosophies yep. and and even the blueprint. So when guys do my um, breakthrough program, we they they graduate with a blueprint. Literally, I call it their their personalized blueprint. And and part of that blueprint is uh, their personal philosophy, which is it's their their to be list, so to say. It's yeah. the, it's the way that they choose to yeah. show up. So I say, when in doubt, go to your blueprint, and even yeah. like when when in full alignment and fully optimistic and grateful, operate from your blueprint. That's what it's yeah. for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it that's is amazing. Awesome. It is. It really is awesome. 
But really, Scott, really I'm, I'm very mindful of time. I was a little bit late to the chat and uh, we've we've chatted for right. ages. And I know I saw just before we turned the video off, I saw Em's hand popping behind you with a coffee cup. So I'm not sure <laughs> if she delivered you one and it's gone cold or no, whether she no. meant that we're going for a coffee, but I will uh, I will wrap it up now anyway. But I'm sure we're so, going to have some really good feedback on this and I might have to get you back on uh, one time. Where I would we love just- to focus on one thing but as we wrap up uh where can the listeners find you on social media or website where's the best space and then uh, how can we support you on your journey sure um that's really honestly the best place is just our website the freedom project 222.com um there we we really share our stories and we share you know how we can help people really remember who they are we we speak about that a lot if people really you know um just becoming happy again, just, just living a happy life. It really is a choice. And um, really, you know, as far as uh, it, it, it is you and I talking this, having this conversation, it, it really is stepping out and saying, hey, what about this? You know, it, it, have we looked at this? Because there once was a time where Henry Ford was thought of as a crazy man. You know, he's building this, you know, motorless, uh, you know, a, uh, a horseless carriage in his, in his shed, so to speak, or barn. And people thought he was crazy. And then other people, you know, all through history, you know, oh, they're just insane. But those are the ones that have made the difference. And I think we are in a, in a position in our, in our culture, in our world, in our time, that there are so many people finally saying, you know what, they're just waking up and maybe there is more to this. Maybe there is more to our minds. Maybe we really need to take what science has been telling us and actually implement it into a society, into a culture. And that is really, I think, um, I'm probably the most proud of it. It's, it's scary sometimes because you are, as you know, you put yourself out there and, you know, people can run with things. So you're kind of mindful of that, but at the same time, you know, I have kids and I want them to know what I know and I want to them to experience what I've experienced. Maybe not in the, in the way I've experienced those things and had to look and had to, you know, learn, but I want them to know that they create their own reality and it, and you can be a happy person or you can be an unhappy person. And it's not what cars in the driveway that's going to dictate that. So that's really what it is. It's, it's, it's about getting people to, to really dive in and, and see what is possible. That's great. And as you, I heard you talking about Ford and other people that were looked at as crazy throughout time, I love that saying, when you're inside the tin can, you can't read the label. That's and right. At the moment, there is a lot of people being forced or choosing to be inside that tin can that aren't reading the label. And there's a lot of people like ourselves that are outside the tin can reading the label and inviting those to to join yep. the label reading as well, which is uh, where a lot of consciousness is created. So I think that's a beautiful way to wrap it up. And I just want to say, Scott... You're a legend. You're a genuine, Thank authentic you. soul that's inspiring many people and especially uh, men in different ways how to show up as their genuine best selves. Keep shining your conscious and impactful light to the world, my man. Thank you so much. It's been awesome. 
There you go. What a conscious legend Scott is with empowering life experiences and science-backed healing skills that are literally saving people's lives. You can find out more about Scott and his work at freedomproject222.com and all of his Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube links are on there. If you like this episode, you obviously listen to it with an open mind. Please share it with someone else that you believe will also get value from it so you can help create the ripple effect of impact. And if you're a business owner or leader and keen to take everything to the next level of success with confidence and abundance, as opposed to stress and burnout, reach out to me at info at brettrobbo.com and we can kick things off and get you smashing your goals and visions. Keep thriving, legends. And as always, remember, this is your life journey, your life of impact.